What is up, you guys? It's Sammy. Welcome back to How Did This Happen? Today, I'm here with Miss Michaela Alcorn for our very first full episode. Hi, guys. So it only felt right to have Michaela first because she was with me when every part of my most chaotic life began. How did this happen? Before we get into all of the craziness that went down at Coachella, let's just chat a little bit because obviously we've known each other for almost eight, nine, nine, eight years. So I figured that it would be best to just kind of like introduce everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who am I? (laughs) Who is this girl? (laughs) Like where you are now and then we can backtrack to like yeah yeah where we were nine (laughs) years ago yeah Um, yeah so what's up everybody I am Michaela I um grew up in New York City I currently go to Boston University um and I play on the women's soccer team there but yeah Sammy and I met at sleepaway camp um and yeah it's just been like a whirlwind just all through knowing her through middle school high school and now college as well it's been kind of cool it's really funny because we were trying to remember what year we went to camp together, and when I texted Michaela, <laughs> the only okay, the only thing I remember in terms of timing is that it was right after her bat mitzvah, and I was so pissed that I wasn't invited, but I but I didn't know her, <laughs> but everyone was talking about it. It was all anyone in our bunk could talk about. It only made sense though. I know, like, I think it's funny, though, because I don't know, I just asked you because I felt like, oh, maybe she'll know she has, like, a picture that has, like, a date stamp. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember, like, 2012 or 2013 because it was right after your bat mitzvah. Since then, we've done a lot of things together. Oh, it's so much stuff. It's been so fun. And, I mean, it was really easy for Michaela and I to always see each other, you know, as much as we wanted because I'm from Connecticut, if you guys don't know, and so I'm an hour from New York City by... Right train so it's really easy for us to go back and forth and stuff but so I remember that it was our freshman year of high school mm-hmm. we went to GovBall together which is the yes. Ball music festival if you guys don't know it's in New York City was that your first festival yes that okay. was yes my first festival yeah, so it was mine too my mom wouldn't let me go alone um like alone with a friend she wanted my friend slash older sister Savannah to (laughs) take me and a friend each day it's a three-day festival I remember (laughs) well I guess it was the first two days I went with my friend we were like behaved ish and it's not like Savannah was babysitting us but she was slightly responsible for anything that you know we did and the point was for her to keep her safe and the minute that she went off (laughs) We decide that, first of all, I probably look a little older than a freshman, but looks a lot older than a freshman. Yeah. (laughs) And like in this really cute outfit, she's like, oh my God, I remember this. I remember. I know what you're talking about. She's like flirting with these guys. I literally have videos to get us beers and like all this stuff that freshmen should not be doing. And then we like see Savannah and we like have the beers or something and she gets like so mad at us. Okay, great. Saturday night. We go to, I don't even know what, it was the headliner Saturday night. Starts hooking up with this 27-year-old guy. We're 15. We're, no, actually, we're 14. And I'm freaking out. Oh, yeah. And I'm texting Savannah, being like, come find us in the crowd. 
there was like some woman near us holding up this like banana or something I'm like come find me I'm like buy the banana and she actually finds us in the freaking crowd at this festival grabs the guy like tells him that she's 15 when or 14 when we told him that we were like 19 and she's so mad so so mad so then Michaela comes in on Sunday so tense I was like what the I was like, what the fuck am I walking into? I mean, I don't remember like anything that was said or done, whatever. I just remember being like, hey, like so excited. It's like my first festival. I haven't seen Sammy in a while, whatever. There were like barely any words exchanged between like Sa- like me and Savannah and then like Sammy and Savannah. And I was like, uh, okay. Like, I, I was like, I'm just going to let Sammy do the talking because I don't know what to, how to act right now. We ended up having like a totally nice, Oh, it was so chill. It was so chill. (laughs) And I think that it was, like, funny, though, because we both had, I mean, like, the very beginning of your first festival experience was a little different than mine, obviously. Yeah, I remember being like, this is so sick. But at the beginning, like, our freshman year, it felt so mature I felt like I was an imposter I was like oh "Oh my god these people are so much older than me like they like know all of these like indie artists that I had no idea about when I was like 14 you know Lana Del Rey not definitely not Lana Del Rey all the other like smaller staged um performances I was like oh who's that I did did you see Ray Shremard um yes we saw Ray Shremard on Friday morning. It was raining. Yeah. That was actually, Ray Shremard was my first set at a festival ever. Right, right. There was like no one there, literally. It was probably noon. And I remember, I think it was my junior or senior year of GovBall. They had a huge, huge crowd and it was so funny to see that growth. They actually switched it to like 18 plus. But I always poked holes in their little plan because they were like, you have to be 18 or with someone who's 18. Okay, great. Then I personally am going to stand close to the entrance mm-hmm. and have a sign that says $15 if anyone under 18 needs to be walked <laughs> into the festival because how do you know like you true. can't know it was such a bad plan like they should have just done 18 and over period I think it would have been a little bit better I think it was also a scare tactic I, I mean back to what we were talking about just everyone drinking and smoking like they are like it's a they're a liability like these underage yeah, kids people were dying talking. I remember people being shuttled in and out on ambulances and I'm like, that's literally like a 12-year-old girl right there. Like, that's scary. Yeah. It must have been like two years later. When? The next time we went to Gutball? No, when we, 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 when we went to Drake. Oh, when we went to Drake. It was, wasn't it summer? Summer 16. 16? Summer yeah. 16. <laughs> that was like when I started to slowly want to go to more and more concerts. It was pretty last minute because that's who I am as a person. You literally texted me a week because we, this was coming, it was coming off of our trip to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Because we had planned that. Like I was so excited. I was going to come stay with you. So Martha's Vineyard is a small island off of Massachusetts. And you texted me maybe a week before. Like, mm, I'd give it like five days. And Sammy's like, do you want to go to Drake? And I was like, what? And I was like, where, when, what are you talking about? And she was like, he's going to be at the TD Garden in Boston right over after the weekend. Like we can go from Martha's Vineyard to Boston and then from Boston back to Connecticut. And then you can take the train from Connecticut to New York. And I was like, let me ask my mom. (laughs) And then we made it happen. We put vodka. I don't know where we got it. Somewhere from the vineyard. We brought it. I was going to say we brought it from the vineyard. Yeah. We put it in our Shirley Temples at (laughs) Asian restaurant before the concert. Yeah. It was not enough to get us drunk. No, we were not drunk. However, we did. (laughs) You. Do you remember what you did with the leftover vodka? No, what did I do? (laughs) What did I don't remember? (laughs) 
I'm scared. You poured the leftover vodka in the soy sauce thing, like into the soy sauce bottle. I don't remember why, but it wasn't a normal one. It was like a teapot or something else. It wasn't the regular one that you see the brand. It was like, you know, they had a fancy, yeah, yeah. you know, we couldn't just throw <laughs> it out outside or do anything else with it. Literally throw it away at TD Garden. Michaela had to dump the rest of the vodka in the soy sauce. That does sound like something I would do. I don't remember that though. <laughs> Maybe we're blackout. Maybe. Who knows? For every, wait, wait, wait. Let's just clarify this. We didn't just like go to Drake. Oh yeah. So I, when Sammy said, I'm like, so, I'm so jaded. It's so sad. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're completely unfazed. Sammy, you are like the worst with these types of things. We didn't just like go to Drake. So Sammy calls me three days before, three to five business days before I'm meant to leave for Martha's Vineyard. She's like, like, I was looking up seats. We have to go. We have to go. There are two seats in the front row. And I'm like, oh my God, there's no way we're going to get this. We get there. We get like escorted on the floor, like to the front, front row. We are like just left of center. It was like one of the best experiences of my whole life. Like it was the coolest thing ever. We went front row to Drake and future at the summer 16 tour. Like it was sick. And then I don't remember like when I decided that we would go to Coachella. Well, no, so we're at Lord. So, so we went to Lord first. Oh yeah. Must I mention front row? <laughs> that was like, that was a really special concert though, because like Lord is an icon queen. Yes. Well, there are definitely multiple points that I cried. There were. But I remember when she came down and she was singing right in front of us. Like not only did she run down and touch everyone, she was singing right in the crowd, right in front of us. I remember sobbing. So we went to that right before Coachella, which just shows how many concerts, like, you know, never too many. So I had gone to Coachella the year before. It was my first year, my junior year of high school with Savannah. She had been, so she like, you know, showed me the ropes. We had a great time. We had no issues. Like everything was great. My mom was like, okay, that's it. You did it. You're not doing it again. And like, once you go, most people find it that once you've gone, you want to keep going back. Right. (laughs) And I really wanted to go. And I knew, I mean, obviously, Michaela, I would... I wanted to go with you. However, I also knew that who I wanted to go with would definitely sway my parents' decision Mm -hmm. on whether or not they were going to want to let me go. Yep. And Michaela is hands down forever my parents' favorite, like, literal (laughs) second daughter. It's just because they think I'm a good influence. (laughs) I text Michaela. I'm like, do you want to go to Coachella? It's our senior year. I convinced my mom too. I was like, it's like a, it's like a birthday slash graduation present. Like, I think that's how we framed it too. At this point, I'm like a seasoned, like, actually not, not really, but like, you know, I traveled alone, you know, I'd gone on trips and done a lot of stuff. So we get there. Everything's great. We have VIP passes, which is what I had gotten the year that I went with Savannah the year before too, because it makes life so much easier. For Coachella, there's not like a VIP area the way there is at other festivals where it's like a VIP viewing area. At Love Ball, for example, if you get VIP, there's like a whole section to the right of the stage where it's only VIP. For Coachella, there's not that. For Coachella, it's like short lines. There's extra like food places and drink places and rest areas and different places, but there's not necessarily a viewing area for each stage. But in front of the stage, there is a um like a like, barricade and it's kind of like a fishbowl in a way where everyone can just look in because it's just a barricade and that is where all of the artists go all the famous people they have artist passes and so we're standing there 
for the neighborhood. And Halsey and Jeezy walk out from backstage, not like onto the stage, into the artist viewing section. I'm like freaking out. She like grabs my arm and she's like, Michaela, Michaela. I think I said something, but I didn't like yell. No, 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 no. You just said it to me. You were just like, oh my God, to me. Yes, we saw, we did see him and Halsey like a few times and other like people too. The weekend performed the first night. Like that was crazy. I think Kygo performed that night. SZA performed that night. Like it was such an awesome lineup. Anyway, it didn't end. There's so many people pouring out by that point. So it takes, I mean, once the set is done, which is the last set, which maybe ends at like midnight, 1230, depending, like it takes another like 45 minutes to 30 to 45 minutes to even get out into the parking lot. So we literally would not get back until like 2.30, like every single night. First of all, there's such a funny video of like me trying to open the door and Sammy like has the, her, the camera in my face and she's like, open the door, open the door. I forgot. I was vlogging because this is before I was YouTube channel. I was vlogging on my Finsta. Oh yes, you were. That's exactly what you were doing. We're both so tired. I had like my shoes off. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. You had your shoes off. We walk in the door and Sammy says, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to get in bed, get ready. She's like, let's order room service. And I'm like, what? I'm like, no way. And she's like, are you hungry? And I'm like, yeah, I'm starving. She's like, no, let's get food. I'm like, all right, bet. Let's get food. We literally, we ordered like pasta bolognese. We ordered a steak. When you're at a festival, you don't eat. No, no, we didn't eat anything. No. And also, so it's like Easter time. So we go, we got our room service, everything. It's so late at the point. I was, I was asleep and Sammy wakes me up. Well, she's like, okay. I was asleep. <laughs> I'm like, she was three quarters asleep. I was like knocked. The lights were all on though. But Sammy wakes me up and she's like, I want candy. Oh, you were like, let's get candy. They had a beautiful, fancy candy bar display extravaganza in the lobby. It wasn't like I wanted to go to like a vending machine. And I didn't want to go alone, even though I probably could have. I wake up to Kayla. I think I thought you weren't fully asleep yet because like you fell asleep quick. So we're at this point, it's really late. It's like three or four. We're the only people in the lobby besides for this like guy and his girlfriend. And we're just, you know, getting their candy, doing our thing. This guy comes over to us and he's like, hi. And I'm like, okay, we're going to, we're about to get offered or asked for drugs. Yeah. (laughs) We were so, we were freaking out. He's like, I'm an artist. What was his name? I have no idea. Okay. He's like, I'm an artist. I had a set really early on Friday. Me and my girlfriend are going back to LA. Do you want our artist passes? And we're just like, is it, we, yeah, we were like, is this real? Because like, who knows? But he looked, he honestly like had the vibe. Like he looks like he was an artist. Like, yeah, he was a cool dude. He and his girlfriend were super duper nice. And like, also the other thing is that it's one thing to fake a Coachella pass, but faking an artist pass just to be like giving it to someone. It's like so random. So we were just kind of like, okay. And he like told us something about the entrance. I remember he gave us like a specific, oh, go here type of thing. Yeah. he Yeah. But we really didn't know what we were getting into yeah at all I had no idea what that meant it's essentially a backstage pass is what it is that night I could not sleep yeah and so I'm like we saw Jeezy five or six times on Friday like from the outside when we were you know in VIP or regular he was in artist we could see him mm-hmm. I'm like oh my god I'm gonna see him I'm gonna see Halsey like we're all gonna have a threesome that's obviously <laughs> what's gonna happen oh my god I can't believe I just said that I honestly don't care I'm leaving it in I eventually fall asleep, thank God. And we wake up, we get ready, we get there, and we just have no no clue what we're going to do. Because for me, at least, when I used to think of backstage at a festival, 
my image in my head was like the back of a stage like you know what I'm saying like not nice like not set up no it was just like you come in you come in the back so that you don't get seen from the front like lo and behold we walk in through this like beautiful gated white fences with these pink roses all this stuff they have like coolers filled with filled with like seltzers and waters they have little like huts and little tents with picnic tables set up and like yeah there is a fucking lake (laughs) yes a lake everyone knew each other there were like these little pockets of just like people it's like artists as well as their friends their work their co-workers like the people on their teams so it's not like you're in the sea of recognizable people you know it's just like a bunch of people in the music industry or involved with people in the music industry behind there and there's plenty of like other people who aren't in the music industry who are like back there yes exactly essentially once you have an artist pass you could technically never have to go onto the main grounds of the festival to get to any stage because you can take a golf cart from stage to stage in the back. I was scared, honestly, because I was nervous that someone was going to, like, ask us, oh, who are you? Like, who who do you know? Yeah. Who do you know? Where'd you get your pass? And we did have this guy's name, but, like, still, we didn't know anything, you know? So we're laying a little low. I think we were kind of still figuring things out. Every stage has its own little backstage area. The backstage behind the stage that we were at that evening was like very, very intimate and small. The trailers are lined up and you just kind of sit in between the trailers. So we're sitting in a little area where it's Post Malone's trailer, Black Bear's trailer, and Louis the Child's trailer. We're sitting at a table with random people. I'm talking to someone who is like asking me if I work out in LA. And I just said I go to school in LA because I didn't know what to say. And we are still literally in high school. And then she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Neo's creative director. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's so cool. We have literally, we do not notice that Neo is sitting at the table. He was like so inconspicuous. Like I wasn't really paying attention and I probably should have been, but like we were so in our own world, like they were just chilling. He asked me for a map. We go out to see Black Bear's set and Black Bear brings out Neo. And we're like, oh my God, we were just sitting at a table with Neo <laughs> for the past like- 30 minutes yes we were like how did we not he's literally singing like miss independent and we're like how did we not put that together unreal we go back we're sitting back there post malone comes through always with a drink in hand we go out to see post malone his sound is like super fucked up and we leave yeah i remember i was like i need to leave like beyonce it's like beyonce set is after this and you were like i want to stay a little longer at post malone i was really hoping that the sound would get fixed I was like, it's, it's like crunch time. Like I don't want to be, I I don't want to miss Beyonce set. They were performing at the two furthest stages from one another. And I didn't want to wait in the golf cart line. I knew there would be a huge line and like, it would take too long. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to walk by myself. Wait, hold on. The I just I go ahead. I just want to say one thing really fast before anyone starts yeah. making judgments about the situation. There were other times during the weekend where Michaela and I wanted to go to different sets, and so we would. We're very like that. Like we we're capable of like being independent, like doing our own thing. Yeah, and as long as you're not like on drugs or super drunk, like walking somewhere in the festival is safe. Every I just don't want people to think that because obviously that happens a lot where people just leave yes, each other. Yes, right, right, right. That no, wasn't you're right. this. We were totally, totally fine. Anyway, yeah, so I mean, like, in the 
daytime, like it doesn't feel so crowded and it definitely gets more crowded. You cannot like walk five feet without feeling like you're in a sea of people. I was weaving my way across the polo grounds, made it to Beyonce, was trying to like wiggle my way up as close as I could because the artist section was full. Sammy mentioned earlier that like the artist section never really gets like completely full. No, this shit was like a can of sardines. I got there a little bit early. I thought it would be fine because we were an artist. Rookie mistake. <laughs> and then eventually Sammy made her way over and we were texting and we, and she, but like, she, but she couldn't get to where I was. I just hung out right by the stage, like entrance kind of just because it was the least packed area. I see Jesse Williams from yes um, <gasps> I forgot about that oh my god I totally oh my god because the girls behind it you were like yes you okay. like, had to tell the girls off or something yeah okay so Jesse he's from Grey's Anatomy he plays um Avery hottest ever by the way and I'm like kind of freaking out but I can tell that he is like very stressed out they're supposed to be with the friends and family security is not letting them go that way and at the same time there's these girls that are like bothering him and like touching him. And I'm like between him and the girls. They were like reaching over you to get to him. Yeah. I like turned to them and I was like, you guys need to stop. You need to like not touch him. And then they like stood there and then some other girls started touching him. And I turned to her and I said, excuse me, you need to stop touching him. And at that point, I think that they thought that I was either with him or like worked for him because they like fully left. And then he turned to me and was like, thank you so much. And I was just like, oh my God, of course. It was really, really chaotic. Because it was iconic. That is like to this day, my biggest flex is that I got to like see that and be there in person. Like what an amazing, amazing moment. So Saturday is over. I think that was like all that was eventful on Saturday. Yeah, I think so. Sunday was Cardi B. She brings out Jeezy. Mm -hmm. We go backstage after, find Cardi B. And, but no G-Eazy. And, like, I assume that Halsey would, like, be there, too. Nowhere to, literally nowhere to be found. So weird. So I take pictures with Cardi B. She's so, so sweet. I take a picture with Lainey. So, so sweet. I wore the ugliest outfit on <laughs> Sunday. I felt like... I, it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't I that bad. I had this black fishnet bodysuit so i'm looking at it right now i don't think it was actually that bad okay so then i don't wear a bra and i wear like star and pasties which is what it was for me like i felt trashy and like i look back at that outfit and i'm just like that's definitely one of the ones that i got the most but anyways so we go to this one stage the stage that's like very like private backstage it's a lenium and then it's migos right after lenium we went backstage you went to the bathroom this is a very key part of the story. When you went to the bathroom, I started talking to this girl and she was like, oh, like I said I was from Connecticut and she said she's from New York and I was like talking, you know, and whatever. And she was like, yeah, I'm like an ambassador for GovBall. And so we like exchanged numbers. So I had that person's number in my phone. That will, I'm like, that will, we'll circle back to that. So we go back out. We're in this crowd for Migos. Initially, we're like front row. We're like up at the barricade initially. There isn't, wait, wait, let me clarify something for the artist section. There's not even a barricade because they just trust that everyone's just going to, you know. Oh, you're so right. There was no barricade. There's also no, there's no friends and family section at that stage either. 
Right. So then like a group of like security guards comes in and this is like maybe what, like 15, 20 minutes before they're supposed to go on. And they're like, you guys need to get back. You guys need to get back. And we're like, what the hell are we getting back for? Like we had the, aren't we supposed to be the people that are like in the front? And then I think someone heard from someone like around us that Migo, like quote unquote Migos' entourage is pulling up. And we're like, what does that mean? Like who is Migos' entourage? Little did we fucking know that everyone and their moms would be in this crowd tonight. We saw Timothy Chalamet, Kendall Jenner, Rick Ross, Ty Dolla Sign, Rihanna, ASAP Rocky, ASAP Ferg. Um, I'm trying to think of who else now. I mean, that's like seven people right there that are like major people. I don't know how it ended up happening, but Kendall Jenner was behind us. Yeah, because she was with Timothy Chalamet. Rihanna, I, oh my God, she was wearing a ski mask. A, like, I think it was a Gucci ski mask and it had like diamonds encrusted on it. What a wow moment. I was like, I can't even see your face and I am like bowing to you. Yeah, the amount of people we saw was just ridiculous. And I think that, wasn't it Eminem that closed that night? Yeah. So we enjoy Migos. I think we got a golf cart. We went to a little bit of Eminem and then we left. Getting in the car Sunday night. Going back to the hotel is so sad. I think we were both very like, what just happened? Totally. We get home. We're really tired. We pack up and we're supposed to be flying back to New York together. In the morning. We had like, it wasn't like an early morning. It was like a 9 a.m. flight or something. Continue. No, do you want to? Um, no, no. You, you go. You go. So... We have a connecting flight through, I really want to say Portland, but- No, it was Minnesota. Yeah, it was in Minneapolis. I don't know why I know that, but- So we wake up to find out that the first leg of our flight had been delayed. There was horrible weather in on the East Coast and in Min- Minneapolis, I think. Yeah, so meaning that we would miss the second leg of our flight. We're like searching flights. Mind you, everyone and their mothers are coming back flying out of LAX and the Palm Springs airport. The Palm Springs airport is very, very small. So we're literally like- What the hell do we do? We would find a flight to go from Palm Springs to wherever to New York. And as we were booking it, we would book it and then it would say, no longer available. So we're like freaking out. I'm, I think I remember I'm on the phone with my mom or my dad or something. I'm like crying, like- Yeah, I was bawling, yeah. We were trying to come up with like every solution possible to get to LA so that we could to LAX. But the problem was there was no way possible to even drive to LA in time for any of the flights. It normally takes three hours to get to LAX from Palm Springs, but with the traffic, because a lot of people are driving back to LA, it could take like six to seven hours. So there is literally no way we're going to get there and make a flight. The year before that for Coachella, I was already in California with my parents. I had taken this airline called Blade, shout out Blade, from Santa Monica, like municipal airport to Palm Springs. So it's like a 20 minute flight, like pretty much private on with like these music, like executive people who can afford this crazy flight. I had downloaded the Blade app. Like I thought it was cool. They were branding it like the Uber of like private jet air. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what if we take Blade from Palm Springs LAX and then we fly from LAX so I'm like (laughs) we have to take a helicopter and she's like this is the only way like this is the only way and I'm like no way no I'm like there's no way like there has to be another way she's like no Michaela there is literally no other way we cannot we cannot get on a plane we cannot drive the only other way would be to fucking walk and that would take the next week like there is no way to get 
to LA. Unless we spent another night there. But also it was at this point because flights were so few and far between, the prices were so expensive. It was either taking the helicopter to LAX to get on a flight or spending the night at the hotel and taking a flight in the morning, which again is going to be probably more expensive because the hotels are so, so expensive. At this point, we were looking at separate flights because we were like, let's to find one seat we'll fly home separately like whatever so i have to find seats on this helicopter flight then make sure the timing lines up with our flights we both have separate flights we're on separate airlines so we finally booked this flight like we could breathe a little bit you know we were like okay we're set we have a way out you know yeah, we had our helicopter. We had plenty of time between the landing the helicopter at LAX, getting to our flights. Everything was set. And we also had a little bit of time at the hotel before we had to leave. So we're like totally fine now. So we go to this helipad. They have this like super cute lounge. Like it's so chill. They're giving us like drinks. They told us, you know, like come half an hour before whatever. We're hanging out. We're talking to this girl. She's like telling us how her job is just to check people in and hang out with them. And she's telling us about all the different celebrities, including Jeezy, who was at the helipad literally 20 minutes before we came like he literally posted a fucking picture him and Halsey at this helicopter pad and I'm like we literally could have we literally missed them these two other guys come that are on our helicopter we're talking to them they're telling us about how they're starting this app all this stuff whatever time goes on and I'm like we're supposed to leave soon and I think we had told them at this point about what had happened in the morning mm -hmm. because there was a, a, a scheduled time that we were meant to leave but we couldn't because the winds were so bad every now and then like every 20 minutes they'd come in and be like oh it'll be like another 20 minutes like it's just they're waiting for the winds to die down and then they were like oh, the helicopter can't fly. So we're going to put you in a jet. So we were like, I mean, okay, yeah, whatever's going to get us there. Like, this is kind of dope. So our flights weren't until like 9 p.m. This was like the afternoon. So we were solid. And they were like, okay, never mind that we can't get a jet here in time. So we're going to put you back on the helicopter. So then we're, it's getting to like, like five-ish, like six-ish. And Sammy and I are getting kind of nervous. So they said, either we can just put you in a car complimentary and drive you back. And the other two guys, you know, they're so chill. They live in LA. They're like, yeah, that's okay. And we're like, we can't do that. So like, okay, the other option is to drive like 45 minutes to this other helicopter pad and you can take off there. And we're like, okay, we'll do that. So the other guy's like, okay, we'll do that too. We get in this car. <laughs> we get in this SUV with like, one of the guys, like another random guy. I'm like in the way, way back. Like, like no, we end up in the back together. We have these little blade wine glasses, like sippy cups. We, it was dope. We were like blasting music. So like at this point, I'm definitely like tipsy. We'd been drinking for like a few hours. And they had told us, they're like, yeah, there's like a sandstorm, so we, that's why we can't take off. I'm like, okay. There was a point in the car where we couldn't see out the windows. It was crazy, yeah. It literally was like we were on a plane going through the clouds. So we finally get in the helicopter. <laughs> it's like sunset at this point. It was beautiful. It was so beautiful for like 30 minutes. Yeah, it was, it was the most out-of-body experience. It was crazy. It was so amazing. These other two guys are telling us about their app. So we get there eventually. And we had to like book it. Like we had to get in the car and like book it to the airport because we had like, what, 45 minutes. It's so close, but you can imagine LAX traffic naturally on any given day is like a lot. So I was at one, I got off first, I think at the first terminal and was like, grabbed my shit and like was sprinting through the airport, sprinting up the escalators and like basically walked right on the plane. Sammy got dropped off just right after me. 
Um, but same thing, like her flight was also like immediately. We were so, so lucky that we made it. <laughs> we both land at JFK, I think a little different times. I got picked up. Dimitri has my backpack and I go to school. I got in a car, went home because I didn't have my backpack, picked up my backpack, showered and went to school. I was so tired and just like dead. And like, I remember I got to school and I was like bombarded with questions and all this stuff. And I was literally asleep. No, totally. And I think I, you know, what's funny. I, and I've told Sammy this before, like it was the weirdest thing a couple years ago, my sister's senior year of high school, whatever some kid in her class was talking about some some program that was happening and wanted Alana to be a part of it it was like sort of focus group thing Alana is my younger sister sorry anyway and Alana was like yeah of course like I'll do it with you and like a couple other kids like around from around the city she sort of makes a connection with the guy that's running the focus group and so they were texting and emailing whatever and he was just having her do some like research stuff and I remember Alana telling me about it and being like oh yeah like his name is Izzy like He's an ama- he's amazing. He's super cool. This company, it's like, it's a startup. So it's super young. Their whole idea is that they want to create a new virtual digital human race, basically. And so I'm, I'm listening to her talk about this and I'm like, okay, this is like so weird. Like this is a stretch, but is it called genies? And she was like, yeah, how would you know that? Or maybe she started with that. And like, I was slowly piecing it together as she was describing it to me. It is run, it was started, founded by the same two guys that were that we met in the helicopter that day. I was like, that is what a small world. Fast forward a month later, going back to the whole how this all happened type of thing. This girl whose number I'd gotten, she was like, hey, do you still want to be an ambassador for golf ball? And I was like, yeah, like, what do I have to do? You're essentially selling tickets, like, to, like, your Instagram followers and your friends and your family to kind of, like, promote it within your own community type of thing. And then you get platinum passes. So I'm like, yeah, of course, I'm super down. So me and one of my other best friends, Lindsay, we had gone together the past two years and, like, had so much fun. So we go, this is an artist all-access backstage pass. This is a super, super, super VIP pass. It's, like, a lot of hospitality. So with artists, you're on your own. No one's, like, escorting you or asking you if you want drinks or anything and the way they have it set up is for most of the stages at golf ball you're standing on the stage instead of front row in the crowd which is the most unreal experience but also people were very very social and they have a little like bar lounge area so we're all hanging out together and there's this guy and he has his two kids with him I'm not so sure that I'd ever seen someone with their like young kids. I'm talking young, young children. Me and Lindsay are both very social people, but Lindsay's very likely to talk to random people. Yeah. So she's like playing with their kids or something. I don't even really remember. But for some reason, I end up getting this guy's number. He texts me a month later about, and is like, are you going to Panorama? Which is another festival. And I had him on my phone as Jesse from Govball or something like that. But I was like, who is this? And he said, Jesse. And then he sent me a picture. He had one of his boys on his his shoulder and then he was with this other guy who had his other son on his shoulders and I was like the other guy looks so familiar I eventually find out that the other guy in that picture was Jeezy's bodyguard so then he's like yeah if you want like I can help you get backstage passes for panorama whatever something like that so I ended up connecting with him again and I started to get really interested in the like entertainment industry I thought it was so cool that there is such a world backstage he is like the most well-connected person I've ever met in my life he is the reason I go anywhere now any place you ever see me any person you ever see me with 
music industry wise is because of him. He will definitely, definitely be a guest on this podcast. He is how everything happened as well. And now the growth is insane because now when I go to Coachella, for example, backstage, it feels like home. I recognize so many people. And what I've learned is that you can take pictures with people and talk to people and no one's gonna question you or be rude to you because no one knows who you are and who you're connected to. For all they know, you could be the founders, you know, whatever. Right, right. So it's so different now when we go to all these, before COVID, we'd go to all these different, you know, events together and it's just, there's a whole little squad family and I'm sure that they'll all be on this podcast at some point or another and everyone's connected to different artists which is so so cool hoping to be able to get a few on here as well but it's just become such a different experience I can never fully put into words like how grateful I am to like have them in my life and have Jesse like introduce me to all of them and welcome me into this family because it truly is so beyond life-changing that whole part of the experience is just something I never would have imagined and it's just brought me so much like happiness and it really is a family people are always like how do you go up to people it literally doesn't matter you can go up and act normal and like have a conversation like I went up to Kendall Jenner I don't know how I started the conversation I think I might have told her I liked her shirt or something so we like had a like probably 10 or 15 minute conversation just about like what sets we were going to, you know, all this different stuff, like super chill, like normal conversation. And then he took picture at the end, whatever. But there are also plenty of times where I'll talk to people and I won't ask for a picture. That's like the thing. You have to treat them as people. People always ask, how are you friends with all these, you know, influencers? How do you go all these places? It's like, because I carry myself in a way that doesn't make them feel like I'm a fan or like, and people like that and they enjoy that. And so they want to, you know, become friends with you, become close with you, keep you around, whatever, whatever it may be. Now, a lot of people ask me, how did you connect with all these people? How did you get your job? How did you get the, you know, just anything. And I always say, anyone you meet who you find interesting, stay connected with them. You never know what's going to come, you know? No, that's good advice. That is kind of how everything happened. Yeah, that sets up your life. So crazy. It's like a super duper chain of events. No, for sure it is. Yeah, it's been it's been really cool. It's been cool to watch you from afar and like be a part of so much of it. And so I understand what it is. You know what I mean? But I'm also like watching you do your thing, which is really cool. It's so hard to explain especially the setup to people this isn't me promoting my youtube videos but definitely go check out my youtube channel you can search sammy smith you can find the coachella vlogs from last year and you can you'll probably be able to put a better vision yeah absolutely i'll be posting some pictures on the instagram as well so make sure you go follow that again it is how did this happen dot mp3 i will also on there every week i'll be posting who the guest is going to be and if you guys have any questions for them we're going to have some really cool people you can find me on instagram it is sammy.smith there's two eyes after sammy and michaela where can the people find you at michaela alcorn i don't know what i'll be helpful for but if there's something i can be helpful for go ahead and ask well that's how this happened thank you so much for listening and i will see you guys next week bye